Hello, everybody. My name is Daniel Prince, and I am the host of the Once Bitten podcast. This is a podcast focused on Bitcoin. It's my mission to interview as many people as I can around the different aspects of Bitcoin and help people understand exactly what Bitcoin could mean for them and for their families and for their future. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you so much for listening. Hey guys, welcome to this edition of the Once Bitten podcast. Another plebisode, I think I'm going to start calling these, or plebcast. I don't know, you, you guys decide. Another case of a Twitter lurker reaching out and asking if I'd be willing to, to interview them on the show so that they could share their story. And interestingly, I had thought a lot about coming out of the closet, if, if that's the right term, and identifying their, their real identity as well, because he really feels as though he wants to add more back to the community and find more like-minded people and work on projects with those that uh, he can set his skill set to, match his skill set to. So I really hope you enjoy this one. I get so much great feedback on the, the pleb episodes that they're going to obviously become a huge feature, I think, of 2021, especially those people that are coming in right now, brand new class of 2020 or even class of 2021 and learning their rapid descent down the rabbit hole and how that might help other people, noobs who are looking to learn more and more about Bitcoin. So before we get into this one, you know what's coming. That is the shills, official shills. And some unofficial ones too. Uh, the official shields, of course, are the companies that sponsor the show. Real big thanks to coinfloor.co.uk forward slash bitten if you're in the UK. That is a UK only exchange. Obi and the team do a great job there. You can check out my interview with at Obi. And our cousins across the pond doing great work. Every single state, they've got you covered in the US. It's Swan Bitcoin swan.com forward slash bitten go and check these companies out if you want further details on how to start stacking sats go and check out our man at friar Hass on twitter he's got every dca service listed around the globe and i have an interview with him you can go and check that out it's really worth diving into that uh, unofficial shills you know i love shamari the card game that scott put together that's uh, at Scott M. Sibley on Twitter or at PlayShamory. And I'm generally dropping free codes all over Twitter, either in these show notes or on a thread somewhere. Keep an eye out. Scott supplies me with the free codes and you guys can go grab yourself a free game. And uh, at Sats Ledger, go check that out because it's a cool little sticker book, uh, pocket money book designed for kids to learn about Bitcoin and uh, at MTC BTC has put that together he's one of the lads over at 21ism which is another shill unofficial for 21ism doing great work badders and the gang I love you all thanks so much for listening all the feedback let's get into this one with Dave or is that really his name take care guys catch you after the show all right guys uh Introducing uh, Dave Burner from from Bitcoin Twitter. That's um, it's great to have you here, mate. At Dave Burner ten. 
Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me on board on a, on another plebcast. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, here, here here to represent the plebs and uh, the, the 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 slightly smaller Bitcoin holders out there um, today. So yeah, really really happy to do this. Really happy to be on board. And uh, yeah, and I hope for the folks listening, I hope that it's an interesting interesting interview. I think it will be different, and you'll you know, and hopefully that adds value overall because there's so many different components to this whole Bitcoin thing. Um, I just think it's great that, you know, someone like myself can get heard as well. I think it's brilliant. Well, thanks for reaching out. Really appreciate uh, you sliding into the DMs and starting a discussion. Uh, now, as you know, uh, I, you, you've listened to the show a few times, I believe. Lauren is generally here to ask the first question. She's currently in an online science lesson, so we'll probably be interrupted at some stage. Uh, when she will come in to uh, to find out what's going on and and who I'm talking with, but meanwhile I'll have to hold the uh, hold the fort for the listeners. Uh, so give us a bit of background. Um, what uh, you know? What do you do? And what what's brought you into this this world of Bitcoin? Okay, so firstly, as a, in my in my professional life, I'm a digital musician, programmer, and sound engineer. Uh, I also I also do odd bits of teaching, um, and yeah, that's been my career path since. Uh, there was never any other career path really. So um, when I was at school, I kind of dropped out very early on. I read um, nineteen eighty four when I was ten, so probably <laughs> <laughs> probably skewed me off uh, uh, somewhat, you know. So I've always sort of been a bit, little bit of an outsider, um, and. You know, for me, sort of, I very much wanted to live my life, you know, um, in a certain way and sort of music, despite having no natural gift for music, you know, but it was more, it's more just sort of bloody mindedness. It's like, I'm, I'm very happy in the process of doing this thing. So I want to do this thing as much as possible. And that's, you know, that's essentially how I've lived my life up until this date. Um, and, it, uh, you know, just... Um, in this world, it's a lot of us talked about the gig economy, and I think it's quite funny as someone genuinely from the gig economy. I think a very good understanding of that world uh, and all the peaks and troughs that that involves. You know, so it's always been a very bumpy ride, um, but on the flip, it's also been very pleasurable. And you know, I, I wouldn't change what I do; otherwise, I would have done that. You know, many years ago, um, and that's just you know, it's sort of been been just about doing what I love um yeah so I guess um do you yeah do you want to know what got me to bitcoin yeah but first I, I it's it's weird that a 10 year old should pick up 1984 did, did someone drop that in your lap or was it I, on a bookshelf or? I honestly don't know do you know actually no thinking about it it was the Eurythmics and they had the song 1984 and uh, you know, I really like the Eurythmics, and I think that was—I think that was it. And I, I, maybe I asked my mum what it was about, or you know, and she she might have said it was a book. Um, and I and I yeah, so I, I think that's how it happened. It's funny; I've never even thought about how I got to that um, because it certainly wasn't something I found in the school library. Um, but definitely, definitely, that did have an impact on my mentality. And the other thing is the young ones growing up watching the young ones, which I guess uh, you know as another Brit, you yeah. you would know. Um, sorry to you know the international listeners, but uh, just a 
just a very fro- funny program that was on when I was a kid and probably shouldn't have been watching. Um, and, and I think, yeah, certainly in my youth, those two things very much shaped, you know, my outlook. Um, Do you remember and, what, what was the one bit from, from 1984 that you think like really resonated with you back then and still does today? Mm. It's weird because I've only just read that book in the last six months and my wife's reading it now. Um, it's just strange that I didn't, it took me like 44 years to, to finally get to it. You're reading it at 10. Do you remember the kind of feelings that, I yeah, to be honest, I mean, back then, I don't, I don't really get. It. I, I know I was enthralled though, because I did read the whole book, and I, you know, I'm not. Well, I do. I love reading. I do love reading, but I'm not a, you know, I'm not a prolific reader by any stretch. And um, yeah, I'm. It's. I think it just sort of, um, maybe just set me up in a way that I had problems with authority from that moment um and certainly you know I, there are probably teachers that would um qualify that for me <laughs> you know i just i just felt you know i remember things like um you know having to call a teacher sir and i didn't it's weird because now I, I i actually call people sir out of mutual ex- respect but um when I was 10, 11, I didn't, you know, I didn't, why am I calling you, sir? You're not a sir. You you haven't been knighted, you know? Um, and I think, yeah, I think that's sort of, you know, and possibly, you know, I, you know, I was quite a wayward child as well. So I didn't, you know, dropped out of school very early and maybe, maybe that was part of it. Maybe, maybe, maybe George Orwell ruined my education, but maybe George Orwell gave me a better education. Depends how you want to look at it. Um, yeah. And I think, you, you know, cause obviously you, you homeschool, don't you? So um, I think that's a really interesting thing. And there is, a, I do have a feeling that much as I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge believer in education, but I do think our education system is set up really to indoctrinate rather than, uh, create a genuine curio- you know, help uh, create a genuine curiosity for things, um, mm. which is really what I think in under those circumstances we, uh, where humans thrive the most mm. when they're given those opportunities to explore things. Um, and young minds are very, very uh, creative. Um, you know, as a sort of creative now, I love the, you know, I'm very envious of children's minds <laughs> states the way they can imagine things. You know, because that's so useful um, when you're trying to create something. Um, you're you're yeah. so right. Like the, the the whole thing is, and once you see it, you can't unsee it. It's like Bitcoin. And uh, I had this experience just yesterday. I had to take my uh, our 13 year old daughter. My God, this was a time theft. I had to. It was a six hour ordeal, including two hours of of driving to take her to a school in a different part of um, uh, France where we live so that she could be assessed in air quotes by experts, basic just teachers of their subject to make sure that she's not falling behind by the French curriculum standards and probably just to make sure that um, I'm doing some kind of half decent job at parenting. And when you, when you re-enter one of these institutions, it just, it gives me goosebumps, man. It's just horrible. And you have to stand there. And the teachers still teach, they still treat uh, the adults like kids. You know, they have this 
air of authority around them and they address you in such a manner and you know everything is just like set up to be subservient to to the master and i was looking around because i had to sit next to her while she was being assessed and grilled by um one, one french teacher in particular that was trying to get her to pick out french verbs in the imparfait and i'm like oh my god like what is the point of this and i'm looking out of the window and i'm thinking that's probably the cruelest thing you could do in the school is put windows in the building you know <laughs> at least take the windows out because it is this totalitarian indoctrination authoritarian institution which is supposed to you know under the guise of trying to you know bring up kids to enter a democratic society it's not yeah it's yeah yeah and also i I think you know because ultimately a nation needs a compliant workforce um in order to to function you know in 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 that way um so yeah, I, I don't know. I, I disagree about the Windows thing because if it wasn't for wind, <laughs> if it wasn't for Windows, I would have never survived the time I was in school. Um, <laughs> you know, most of my time was just dreaming. Being away. told off for looking out the window. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Same for me. <laughs> yeah, it's just. Uh... So, how did you find Bitcoin then? Something drew you to to peek into the rabbit hole and then ultimately jump straight in. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's a it's, it's a long story, which I, I guess really, I, I, for most people, would start at two thousand eight. Although that's not when my interest got in. It's more the circumstances of two thousand and eight, and then its impact upon uh, you know the way that was played out in the UK. Um, really, sort of two thousand and ten, uh, the government unleashed an austerity program. Uh, which was designed to bail out the banks. So ultimately, you know, the the government at the time decided that the people should pay for the mistakes or the greed or the or the corruption within the banking industry. So lots of money was printed, but you know, we all had to pay it back. Um, at the time, I was working. Um, I, was, I, was, I was mostly working for, I had my own little business and I worked for a charity doing uh, music technology workshops. Uh, and I went around to schools um, and I worked with uh, lots of sort of hard to reach kids as well. Um, and I worked with a lot of people in and around education. Uh, and then that just got obliterated, that whole, you know, that whole uh, income source for me just got eat away ever so you know and it's just people that would be in you know that have been doing good business with and they were really happy they were just getting money pulled on them left right and center uh and i live i mean the town i live in in the uk i'm in a small seaside town which is uh like many seaside towns uh quite um in quite a difficult area quite a deprived area because the traditional industries of those areas declined once uh you know once people started flying around for holidays um so yeah it really the the austerity drive hit my area very hard uh and it hit people around me very hard um and that's where i guess a lot of anger started to develop with that situation um because you'd gone from you know i'd gone from a you know a comfortable level of living uh not without 
you know, with not really having to worry about money, being able to have lots of options of what I could do to just say, you know, just over the course of two years, get my income massively reduced and then becoming, you know, then really struggling, really struggling to sort of just, you know, pay the bills and and buy food. Um, Then that took us up to, uh, I guess, 2013. Uh, And by that point, I started working on a couple of projects, um, which were really cool. I was working with an artist who was putting a band together for sort of European shows and, and a bunch of UK shows and a you know, credible, a really credible project. And we also had um, our own project that we were kind of launching with a singer-songwriter, singer-songwriter I knew. Um, so we developed quite a tight group of musicians um, that we were working uh, pretty regularly. And actually, whilst one thing was declining, you know, we were starting to build another uh you know another way and you know like most people you find ways of adapting and you know and you know so actually that time became very good and then the the record i did with the singer songwriter that started getting played on a on a really credible national radio and then we started getting some offers and things coming in um and this is i I apologize the story does get a little dark but um you know essentially we were in this situation but my my friend who's the drama at the time uh, he was also working in what they call pupil referral units. So it's for super naughty kids, you know. Um, and he, you know, he's a really great guy, lived in, uh, worked worked in that, but we were sort of making this transition into the music. And then he got both his, he worked in two different places. He got both his jobs cut in the space of a week. Uh, and a week later, he took his own life. And that hit hard. That was probably the hardest thing I've ever been through. And also... You know, because this, uh, I, you know, I'll be brutally honest. For me, the banking industry murdered my friend, and I've never got over that. I, I've got over it in in one sense, but that meme, if you like, has stuck. And anyway, so uh, I had a sort of period of just not feeling too good. But 2017, early 2017, I guess springtime 2017. And the word Bitcoin just sort of came into the consciousness. So it's before it sort of went crazy. But, you know, I guess uh, analogous to where we are now <laughs> in in the cycle. Uh, and it sort of, you know, it picked up my ears. And I had heard of it before. I'd heard of it, I guess, a couple of years prior to that. Or, uh, because sort of the music production forums that I used to hang out on and there were people going to the Silk Road first things people do on the silk road and uh, you know for me it's just like okay so that's a thing but it doesn't really apply to me because that's not what i want to do um but yeah 2017 and i remember talking to it talking with my friend about it and he was get he i think he'd already got a little bit uh and then i went home and looked at it on the net and then i saw that the genesis block was the front page of the times um and you know about banker bailouts and also, I, I felt, you know, wow, there's someone developing something here that is to work outside the banking industry. And, they, you know, it was so, so me at that point in time. It's like, this is incredible. I, I, I want to be in this. And I didn't understand any of the, any of it, really. Um, you know, I just, just went home, searched it, found Coinbase you know, bought, bought some on Coinbase. Um, 
and then it's like right now what do i do and it's like okay so you need to get a wallet so i downloaded a wallet on my phone sent it to that you know i sort of realized it, or i saw that you're not meant to keep it on these exchanges it's like okay i can get that um and you know so i got this bitcoin on my phone and then 2017 i guess you know did its thing and you know went through that bull run then and it all got crazy and then i'm just i i remember the day i was i was working and just every time i pulled my phone out it was just like bing 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 i was like wow this is this is nuts and um yeah i you know it was it was it was such a mad feeling you know just seeing you know it's so unexpected to just see this thing going so crazy and then um and then obviously 2018 happened and then Whilst I say it's my biggest mistake in Bitcoin, it's also a big learn, you know, a big learning experience, and all these things that you can learn from are, are great. But I started shitcoin trading, uh, which was, you know, obviously, obviously a very bad move. Went, shoved a load of Bitcoin in Binance, um, traded it for EOS, traded it for ETH, traded it for some other thing that was just going nuts, and then dumped straight away. And um, I probably lost about half my Bitcoin in that process, um, but also learned that, okay, you know, it did take a while from that period because you you do, you know, especially if you're relatively new to something or new to something, you get taken in by the hype, you know, and I, I remember sort of seeing things with Daniel Larimer and it's like, we're going to create this thing and it's been so cool because everyone's going to have a stake in it and you know, now I realize, you know, it's all scam. It's a massive scam. Um, Four billion, wasn't it? I think they raised <laughs> from suckers like me. Uh, but, you know, but I learned from it. And, um, you know, and then you start to really start to work things out. And also podcasts. Podcasts have been absolutely amazing throughout this process, you know. And you start realizing that you can access some really very smart people. Um, which one of the things that, you know, the beauty of the internet, um, you know, the fact that I can listen to someone like Lynn Alden talk about macro, given my, you know, nothing to do with um, finance ever, um, or, or any of these people, you know, and you've got Real Vision and uh, just, you know, all these, and, and um, Robert Breedlove and, and yourself, you know, all these people that are con contributing and making this information available. And so I just started hoovering it up and, you know, started running a node, learned how to do that. And, you know, started just trying to understand it from, a, I mean, I'm still so way off understanding it on a technical level, but at least try my best, you know, to, to, to make those things and get, you know, have a node up and running, try and learn, you know, and this, yeah. And then we'll, then we go into this crazy corona period um which really was just doubling down you know it's like i mean you know as a music as a usually in the summer i make all my income from uh gigs you know and the industry just literally overnight and it and it was so strange because i was talking to a friend of mine who lives in the states and it's same you know ev everywhere asia same everyone every the whole of music stopped and so it's like, okay, I'm going to read uh, Mastering Bitcoin. I'm going to read um, Bitcoin Standard. Um, started reading uh, 
Nassim Taleb, which I love, uh, Jeff Booth, awesome book. Um, you know, just started to, delving into all this stuff and then but also listen to other uh economists we've got you know really fascinated in economics as well so i'm also listening to people like uh yanis varifakis uh you know just a wide spectrum of people and arguing with francis coppola online um (laughs) you know just you know just the whole you know the whole the whole bitcoin thing really so Yeah. yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> loving loving the life on on bitcoin twitter and uh interacting with some of the characters i wonder if you to take you back to to what you said at the beginning there about um losing your friend um luckily i've not had to deal with something like that and i can't imagine what it would be like um i'm sure many people listening may have been through the same kind of problems uh or faced the same kind of situation if your if your friend at that point had had known about Bitcoin, do you think that, or had interacted with Bitcoin or was holding Bitcoin, do you, do you think that is like the the real lifeboat that that many of us believe it is? I, I honestly don't know. Um, just because it was so out of the blue, um, it, you know, it just wasn't. It was just unexpected. By no one, you know, went. Yeah, just no one had the slightest clue. Um, so I don't know. I really don't know. Um, but, but, you know, I'd kind of like to think you would have some now. I think just from discussions we had coming back from gigs and stuff, you know, it's a very curious uh, individual and and also um, had his own sort of kind of rebellious streak. Even actually he had a very, very um, kind of straight-laced upbringing. But he, he was definitely curious into lots of things and uh i mean the artist we were working with at the time was very um you know had some you know again a very very independent minded person let's put it that way so we you know we had some interesting discussions (laughs) um so yeah yeah sorry that's not a great you know that doesn't really answer it but i just don't yeah in that instance i don't know the answer maybe maybe um but even at that stage, I think Bitcoin was too early mm. to have that significance. I think um, I think this hope kind of, um, well, it's not a meme, but th- th- this feeling that uh, a lot of Bitcoiners are, are now just, uh, you know, addicted to um, is, is pretty, pretty recent, you know, like um, for, for many of us, it was all about number go up. You know, let's let's be honest. That's why most people come in the first place. You know, um, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, Alex Svetsky, he, coined the, the meme come for the money stay for the money and um <laughs> it's so true uh, and uh i like to think of it now um came for number go up stayed for number go down because when you realize that when you realize the hard cap and every day there's less and less bitcoin the number of bitcoin available is going down and that is going to increase your purchasing power and everything that you ever buy for the rest of your life. The pa- the price of that is going to go down in relative terms to, to your Bitcoin. That's like so damn powerful. And that's what gives so many people so much hope for the future mm-hmm. instead of this constant hamster wheel that we've been stuck on. Um, I think um, it's really, really powerful. Uh, I want to ask a question about music because clearly... This is your domain, and we are 
Stacey Herbert has you know, coined this Renaissance 2.0, and with that comes a whole new culture. What are you seeing music-wise? We, we've had so many memes, loads of new writing. Uh, there's, there's the pods, there's the um, videos and whatever else. Do you feel a shift? And if so, what are you feeling or, or what do you predict might happen in, in the music scene? Um, in music, I mean, it's very transitional. Okay? I mean, I guess in terms of the actual music itself, it's going to be whatever the hell people feel inside. And, and, and also the methods that they make it definitely are changing. Um, I mean, when, when I was getting into music, you know, the most accessible way for me to get into music was messing around with turntables and tape edits. And that was that was my introduction. Nowadays, it's going to be something like FL Studio, like, uh, which is a real cheap app. You can, you know, and you, or even now beyond that, we're beyond that. So you can have a little studio on your phone, you know. So there are going to be people making making stuff on their phone, uploading it straight onto the internet, uh, and then it's there for everyone to, um, you know, access. Now, where you know bringing it to a bitcoin thing um the one thing that's really interesting to me and also sort of led to me sort of getting burnt a couple of times i think certainly with the the shitcoin side of things but in terms of digital copyright management you know and you know i've i've the idea that given that you could you know produce something on your phone upload it to the internet straight away you know if there was a way that you could encode that and make that unmutable and also make that entirely traceable it'd be incredible it'll be absolutely incredible knowing full well that you are getting paid for every single play properly and it's absolutely auditable auditable that would be the biggest thing um i'd love to see that um i wish my technical skills were programming skills were were stronger when I said I was a programmer earlier, I mean I program synthesizers and that kind, of, and I program music sequences rather than a coder. Uh, you know, I can do some very basic code, but you know, but that side of things, that would be an amazing thing where Bitcoin could really, really help things. We're in a difficult position in the music industry at the moment. Um, firstly, our primary revenue stream has dis- has completely disappeared. Um, now people are making records. There's been so many records made on lockdown. Uh, but I was, I was speaking to a, a, a manager friend of mine the other day, and he was um, so it's great. Everyone's making these records, but without a touring schedule, how are you going to sell them? You know, because so many artists, you know, the 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 way we work is you tour, you create a record, you tour it, and you sell the record, and those two things working hand in hand. So you've got bands that have stored up albums with no oh, touring Lauren, schedule. Lauren has uh, uh-huh. Lauren has entered the room. Oh, just ask who he is. She's had no prep. Who are you? No prep at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Hi. since I haven't known anything about you, I'm going to ask what are you, like, what are you, what are we talking about? Why am I here? Why, yeah. why did why did he reach out? Or yeah. something? Yeah. Yeah. Why did he okay. reach out to my dad? Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah, that's a really good question. Um I just I, I was really interested when there were the other um podcast episodes with just normal people, people that don't have a, a big profile 
in in the Bitcoin world and just people with very humble everyday jobs or everyday lifestyles that have got into this. And I just I just found those I just found that fascinating. And then I also came to a decision in my head a little while ago that I'm really trying to make my life in music and my life in Bitcoin merge, uh, you know, so I can it'd be so fantastic if I could make, you know, could earn my money through Bitcoin. And so I thought, well, you know, I'll ping, I'll ping a DM and see what happens. And uh, yeah, here we go. Any other questions? Did you say that you like music? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I'm a sound engineer by my job is as a sound engineer. So I, I'm, I'm the person stood at the back of the hall a lot of the time turning things up and down uh, and and making it sound nice for everyone and also helping the band get in and out of the venue. Um, also work in the studio as well. Um, so there I'm working on the computers and uh, just trying to make... My job is really about trying to make things sound nice, make, make music sound as good as possible. Um, so, yeah, music's a big, big passion of mine. Have you met any uh, celebrities? I knew that was coming. I thought it was coming. Um, <laughs> we'll I leave the have... kids to ask the high time preference <laughs> questions. <laughs> I have, but um, I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure if there'd be names you'd be familiar with just because of the um, the age. You know, um, I've got friends that have had number one records, but quite a few years ago. Um, so yeah, I think. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess the biggest act I've worked with would be a group called Living Colour, um, who are an American band, American rock band. Um, and I've done I've done a remix for them as well. And uh, yeah, I don't want to get. Yeah. And some other. Um, I don't know if you ever heard the song Killer, actually, but I've worked with that guy, the guy who did that quite a bit. Um so yeah, but probably not people you've heard of. To be fair, <laughs> who were you hoping Sorry. for? Sorry, uh, maybe like uh, Billie Eilish, uh, a load of other people. Um, yeah, Taylor Swift, yeah, like Katy kind of Perry, stuff, yeah. that kind of stuff. But yeah. their songs are old. Uh, well, yeah, I suppose some of them are. Yeah. Yeah. See that's what's scary for me because you, you for you Taylor Swift is old and and mm-hmm. I think I'm really up to really up to date because of it. oh Taylor Swift yeah she's um yeah she's she's current <laughs> so uh, I mean I like her music sometimes but like most people are like wait you're listening to Taylor Swift they're like over Taylor Swift already like after oh it I went see out. yeah like. They kind of like they've all moved on, have they? Yeah, they've just all moved on. It's all about TikTok stars now, isn't it? Like yeah. self-made TikTok stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, for me, for musicians, you know, you've got to try and hook up with a TikTok uh, personality now. There's a there's a YouTube channel I watch from time to time, and they're they're very good at music marketing, um, but their ta- their their tactics are quite brutal. I don't work in pop music, you know. I, I, Throughout my life, really, I've never really worked with pop music. I worked with reggae, um, hip hop, jungle, and those kind of music styles quite a lot. They're they're my kind of uh, where most of my clients are at. Um, 
yeah sorry um yeah so yeah i was, I was watching this thing and, and they were saying yeah get your music on a tiktok video you know reach out to a tiktok artist and ask send them the music because if they use it in the background and then people start to ask oh what was the song you had on the background and, and you'll reach way more people way way more people than you would just releasing a record or or, or releasing a song to put online so, so yeah it's very different very different world now have you reached um, out to a tiktoker yet a i don't have tiktok i don't have tiktok um, oh my god i know I, I i have to be honest with you i i downloaded tiktok on my phone and i had a look at it and I just straight away from the barrage of videos i saw i just felt this platform doesn't feel like it's for me you know mm. maybe you know maybe after set my age and realize you know realize that i'm not yeah i just didn't really get it um if i'm honest you know i um and also i'm very cautious on social media um i only have a twitter account uh oh i'm mastodon now actually they're the only social media accounts i have i don't have facebook don't have insta um yeah snapchat it's not oh god there are so many do you have any more yeah, questions yeah. no but i think caitlin would love to reach out to some people like uh Dixie and Charlie D'Amelio. Oh, right. You're still on the TikTok thing. Right. Okay. <laughs> She'll love to do that for you. Like, maybe, like, she can be like she, you. She but, could like, be the representative. Out, like, yeah. Yeah. And then you do the music. Oh, the management. Right. She could, yeah. she could, yeah, she could yeah. be. The, oh, there you go, Lauren, again, like shilling Caitlin another position on, on, a, on a podcast. That's brilliant. There you yeah, go. You've got a path. <laughs> send over Excellent. send over some content and the girls will like uh, smash that around bitcoin uh excuse me tiktok for you <laughs> and uh you know see if we can land something like she'll do tiktok awesome. with your with your music mm. or something like that yeah okay there you go there's always an angle brilliant awesome. well thanks for coming in okay thank you you want to say goodbye great bye. to meet you bye, bye. You see ya see you take care yeah well there is proof that um the the music industry has changed beyond all recognition now yeah one one of these tiktokers has like millions of followers from dancing in a bedroom basically it's um it's crazy i mean it's brilliant i suppose um that you know that is an example of the power being given to to anyone to to create and um do whatever they want rather than be signed up by a specific publisher and you know but. yeah it's it's a it's a strange one it's a is it i think i have i do have issues with the whole i, I guess this you know sort of naturally takes it into another area um around privacy and about data and how we manage data uh, i think something also running parallel to my bitcoin journey has also been a journey around just how data is used um, and I think actually, again, going back, you know, to the tomfoolery with, uh, with the shit coins, you know, and you, there was, um, a project that was like, um, putting your DNA on the blockchain or something like that. And, um, anyway, it just, and you start learning about what happens with data and you realize that you are 
the product or you you know you find out that you are the product and all this data that you generate or regenerate is worth money uh and there are people making huge fortunes off this um and i think again the sort of the sort of mentality of how it's like well if my data is worth so much then i want money for it <laughs> you know i don't i don't want to make mark zuckerberg really rich if, if it's if it's my data i want i want money pay me um you know or or you know but the world we live in so i now do have you know if i'm if i'm online you know i do use twitter under an alias i do have you know i do use tor uh wherever possible um and again not because i'm doing anything nefarious online it's just really that i don't want companies to have this um amount of information on me because it can be used and is used in very nefarious ways uh it's interesting that the when it comes to say using tor the the meme is on us being the nefarious ones because we're trying to hide something but yet the focus isn't enough on the people using our data nefariously uh, in order to not just and it's not just profit i think we're at the stage where most people realize that a platform like facebook is mining their data and it's to sell them things but we've gone far beyond that and i think recent recent events certainly in the states i think would back that up i don't want to say too much about the states because i'm not not there and obviously a lot of bitcoiners are and they'll they'll have a much more better formed opinion than me but um i've seen uh people close to me get caught up in all manner of kind of conspiracies and things that really don't seem to bear out if you think about them critically or or at least compare a few different sources uh and a lot of it are put down to the facebook timeline you know once facebook has a profile on you on the things you like or or more specifically the things that set you off emotionally you know make you feel a certain way um you know so if you're you know if animal welfare is your big thing then you're going to see lots and lots of things about animal welfare and you'll see lots of animals getting uh treated really badly and then that becomes your world and then you become massively activated because of that and emotionally you know re- you know that's a real strain emotionally uh because but for facebook it's brilliant because it holds you in the platform um, the same thing, I think, with the whole um, Quanon thing, and you know how they've used um, child abuse as a as a means of getting in. Uh, you know, don't want to. You know, I've seen that, and I've seen people that are bare, or that have a background of being abused, and then that's world has taken over um, because they feel that they're doing something righteous and they're, they're, they're really gonna, trying to save the world and the and the intention is is coming from a very good place um but the reality is it's a manipulation i think from the internet uh and it's about engagement and um, we've already seen with cambridge analytica you know and the way that do- data is sold around the world to various political entities um you know it's yeah it's it's far worse than just um oh, yeah, we're just trying to customise ads to your tastes. Um, So, yeah, I'm very, very mindful of social media. Yeah, so when a new platform comes out, I'm still 
you know, Twitter now as well, you know, obviously a lot of people are uh, very anxious about Twitter. I mean, it, it's, it's strange because, um, you know, I've, I've known people get uh, banned. I've been banned for myself, myself for, you know, short periods of time. Um, but um, no one cares. <laughs> you know, no one cares because we've got like, you know, less than 500 followers or, or, or whatever. And it, it, it just doesn't matter. Now Trump's got um, silenced and everyone's up in arms about it. I, I get that. I, I do fully get that. Um, but he has kind of commanded the whole world's dialogue for the last four years. So I think he, he, he can afford a moment's quiet. I think we could do the moments quiet, um, but that's you know, um, you know, joking aside, you know, obviously there's there are there are huge sort of concerns around companies um, deciding, and it's you know, I, 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 my perception really is it seems to sort of veer one way, and it's just it's it's it is people across all sections of society that are potentially being muted so you're either being manipulated by the platform or you're being muted by the platform uh it's quite a tricky one to maneuver and i think we all need um digital education you know and maintain and because technology moves so fast it's it's it, you have to be under constant review you know about how you mm. work with data and, and and also security again bitcoin for security um you know, it really makes you focus on that because suddenly you are in charge, you know. Um, and in fact, even the other day, I tried to, I, I was you know, manically trying to buy the dip, but I didn't want to use the bank account I normally use. So I used a different bank account. And then I've got the bank phoning me up going, why are you, why are you doing this? It's like, um, I don't know, it's my money and I want to buy Bitcoin. Um, and they're like, oh, yes, but uh, have you bought Bitcoin before? It's like, does it matter? <laughs> you know, started all these questions, and it was all done from the the idea that oh, we're trying to protect you from fraud. Um, but they start, you know, he's like, how how long have you been buying? How long have you been buying Bitcoin? How much Bitcoin do you have? It's like, hold on, that is not, you know, that's none of your business. I appreciate you are trying. If you're trying to stop fraud, I appreciate that, you know, and I get it. There are lots of scammers out there. Um, someone sent Obama Bitcoin when the <laughs> When his Twitter got hacked, I don't know who owner fell for that, but obviously someone did. Um, but yeah, you know, you you have to take your security seriously, and you, and that that's both online and and offline. Um, and I think because the key thing, actually, what big thing I wanted to get across today, as well, is just from from my perspective as a minnow in Bitcoin, it's a defense mechanism. Uh, and it's funny that um, Christine Lagarde talked to it, talked about an escape uh, just a couple of days ago. You know, people want to escape, and it's yeah, absolutely. I might need to escape. I actually, you know, I mean, the way it's and it's funny it's living in the UK as a UK citizen, and I'm now preparing to leave or, or at least have a plan to leave. You know, and um, as soon as I can get to London, I'm applying for an Irish passport because I'm a, 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 eligible. Um, and it might be that me and my partner, we just up and leave one day because the climate in this country 
um you know either politically or we live by the sea <laughs> or, go, or you know we might have to make that make that move and 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 having that and and you know my you know i've got so little bitcoin but for me that's significant that's very significant and it is enough for us to up sticks and go somewhere and and start afresh you know that's so. crazy like i think you're right i mean that is such a and i hear people are reaching out to me uh whether it's friends or just random other bitcoiners uh asking questions about um you know different different countries and whatever else and you know do do you have an escape plan as well like th- are we talking about that enough like you know like seriously like things have got this bad over the last year that so many of us are already thinking i'm done this is out if i get the opportunity i'm going and to be leaving like what what's been put up on a pedestal as like uh you know one of the most democratic western nations and everyone's just sick of it mm. Is it just the Bitcoiners that are thinking that way or is it other people? You know, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's just Bitcoiners. I think it's people across the board. Um, and I think the, um, actually, so a friend of mine did a record. That, I don't know if, if the if phrase, maybe the phrase was around, but it's a, as the veneer of democracy starts to fade. And I think we're really seeing that now. Um I mean, another thing that I've read, I mean, this is a recent read, and obviously it's in the, probably in the top five of the Bitcoin, non-Bitcoin specific but books, but the fourth turning, um, mm. I don't know if it's, it's, you know, and it's just obviously written in the 90s, late 90s, I think, mm-hmm. but you're reading it and you're just going, wow, this is, this is playing out and the time frame's playing out. And are we, you know, are we going for it? And, you know, Lynn Alden talks about it in, the, in terms of the debt cycle. Um, and, yeah, and it's interesting. As someone who looks at waveforms all day, but on a very, very micro scale, you know, to think of the, these really long 80-odd-year 80, 80 long waveforms playing out in humanity uh, is, re- firstly, really interesting, but also given that we are in the crisis point of the fourth turning and, and we could, I don't think, you know, I have a feeling and I, I know quite a few people have expressed this that, um, you know, obviously we've had COVID, which is a huge thing in how it's impacted the world, but I don't think that's the end of what is happening in this time. You know, I think it, it's quite possibly the start of something because the, the effects, the full effects of COVID are yet to play out. Because at the moment everything's uh, kind of trapped in this, uh, can't quite think of the word, but almost like a dream state, I guess. You know, it, it's obviously some businesses have started to wash out, but I think the real effects are going to be in the two, three years from now when it really starts to impact. Um, and hence, again, getting, you know, trying to buy as many sats as I can even just the smallest stat because it's it's a security for that time because we don't, you know, and I'm, I'm not going to try and predict what's going to happen uh, because, I mean, the whole thing with black swans, they wouldn't be black swans if we all knew what they were uh, in advance. So I think, the, I think the real black swan potentially is to come. If it doesn't, great, you know, and if everything's fine, brilliant. Uh, but if it is, 
if it is that extreme, um, you know, I, I just want to sort of make sure that, um, you know, those close to me that we're all right, you know, um, who knows? And also think about after the crisis, you then get a high, you know, so, mm. you know, which uh, if you look in the post-war period, um, you know, for for humanity as a whole, or certainly in the Western Western world, seemed to be a very, very good period. So, you know, if we can survive the next five years, we're potentially going into a good, good time zone. So, yeah, prepare myself. I probably lost complete, the, you know, the thread of the original point, gone off on mad tangents, but... Uh, <laughs> The, uh, that's what rabbit holes are, uh, are for, uh, man. Absolutely, for falling, you know. That's uh, that these conversations are just, you know, let's fire up the fire up the ZenCaster and and start recording and and see where this takes us. Um, yeah, and the fourth turning, yeah, brilliant book. And I, I think I revisit the script towards the end when they they lay out the scripts for each generation. I must revisit that two or three times a year. Uh, okay. Just to read the different scripts of you know what's playing out and what's possibly expected of uh, of you know my generation and, and my role in it uh, because yeah so much of it has has happened it's like the sovereign individual you know when um, I think I'm probably about halfway through that book um, there are a few bits that are just completely way off base but some of it is just, well, the majority of it is just like calling it out for what it is and. Yeah, and Jeff's book is brilliant as well. Jeff Booth's for for that, that the price of tomorrow. Do you do do you feel like uh, since you've been, you know, stacking your sats and and changing mindsets and and behaviors, what what do you think have been? What are the most fundamental ones that kind of come to your mind that you, you've realized that there's definitely been a change in in something that you do, how you interact and think yeah definitely definitely focus a lot more focus uh and also the time preference thing i think is really really big um because i had a very you know prior prior to bitcoin really i had a very um you know short-term base existence and you're only really thinking of you know at max a week week or two ahead you know and now i'm really starting to think in a much longer time frame and um i mean part, partly might be might be age as well you know i think uh, you know in terms of physical health you 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 know once you're you know you hit 60 you're going to start de- you know declining so thinking that i want to be you know i want to be secure in that in that uh time but yeah definitely time frame and focus and I've just learned so much, you know, um, it's opened my world up to a whole, um, loads of things. I'm, I'm, I feel, I feel like I'm in a continuous thought experiment with Bitcoin and, and I'm challenging myself. Um, also, you know, there's a lot of things I hear within Bitcoin. I just flatly don't agree with if I'm honest, but, but I think the, the thought process is, is, is really important, you know, start to think about, society in a different way and, and and trying to yeah i yeah i, I just find it mind-blowing and and um when you when you chuck in a pandemic uh in the, in, in the middle of it but it's 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 it's, it's, it's strangely been a blessing because i've had the time to study study this stuff that previously it just wouldn't you know i wouldn't have been able to do probably um 
So yeah, I think time frame, time frame is the biggie. Yeah, it's given so many people the the opportunity to to think longer and harder than they've ever been able to uh, afford themselves before, uh, because it's generally get up, go to work, or get on the train, get in the car, whatever you've got to do, then get your day done, and then reverse the process, get home, shove some shit down your neck, and you know just fall into your couch and whatever it is that you know TV series that you're watching on Netflix, get up and rinse and repeat. Um, mm-hmm. Now with this with this time, I just hope more and more people. Well, we know it's happened, right? More and more people are coming into Bitcoin because they've had. The, I mean, Michael Saylor is a perfect example, you know. And I have had many other friends that have had the time uh, to just send me a text and ask me a question. You know, what book should I read? Because they got the time to read a book now, and they get the time to read a podcast. Uh, mm. So it's definitely accelerated things. So there's one brilliant upside to uh, to all of the the other nonsense that's going on. Um, yeah, but, and when we were setting this up, um, you know, I wanted to touch on this point as well. Uh, you said you've got um, well, you're known as Dave Burner on Twitter, uh, but you said in the DMs that you'd probably like to, um, you know, uh, reveal like your, your real name uh, and be happy to interact with anybody that um, would like to to reach out and, and discuss further ideas. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so my my yeah my real name's Matt Smith, and um, I have another Twitter which is Matt Smith Audio. Uh, it's Smith with a Y. It's the Irish spelling of Smith, uh, and that's yeah. By all means, absolutely. If anyone ever wants to talk music or music and Bitcoin or a combination of the two, um, great. You know, or if you want to just um, chat shit and and post memes with me then the day burner <laughs> day burner thing um yeah yeah absolutely you know I, I i think you know just making that conscious decision to be yeah i'm you know i want to do this i want to you know put my name to something actually you know i think there's something to be said for actually qualifying what you do and so well okay i stand by what i say i'm staying you know i don't want to have an opportunity like this to reach some people an audience and sp- actually speak, you know, speak about what I th- feel and think on these things, uh, and then just be some disappear by some internet alias that I might change in 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 three months once I feel that phone number's been compromised, <laughs> you know. So I'd, I'd, yeah, I'm happy to, you know, yeah, absolutely, yeah, speak, yeah, speak to anyone on on, on a on a real term on a real level. <laughs> what, what was the what was the thought process there? What was the um, because uh, and the reason I ask is, I remember having the the conversation with Matt uh, Odell and uh, the the podcast that we did together, and he had a, a real big um, conscious struggle with coming to the decision that he you know he needed to be Matt Odell when he was talking about like privacy issues and, and whatever else rather than uh, a pseudonym. Um, and of course with that comes a, a trade-off because you've, you've gone from being relatively private and unknown to bam, your name is out there. What, what was your kind of thought process and going through that? Um, yeah, actually I, I'll have to go back and listen, listen to that one. Um, cause Matt Odell, obviously Matt Odell's one of the key people, I think for the sharing of information and, and, and especially on the sort of privacy topic. I think we all, you know, 
we all owe him a little some sats for that <laughs> you know for keeping us up to date there's so much um but yeah i just i was just umming and ahhing about it and and also just the fact that i even reached out in the first place was well I, yeah as i said earlier I just really want to merge these two worlds um stand by what i st- stand by what i say um and and try and build something with whatever we're entering into um we you know we don't we don't know where the world's going but at, at least i want to sort of um i, I want to own it you know i want i own what i say um you know copyright and and, and digital or, or ownership of content is important uh in this day and age and in fact if if you look at the way you know, and TikTok and and podcasts, all these things are, are example. You know, you're, what you're selling is your content, your personal content, uh, and you're and you're building off of that. So yeah, you know, take that step, and maybe maybe you do have two um, internet lives or three internet lives, four internet lives, as many as you need. Um, you know, so you can you control that data. You control what you put out there, and you, um, you know. And again, it's not. I don't have anything to hide. Um, I just don't want Google, Facebook, etc., making huge amounts of money on something I've created. You know, I want that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And 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 this this whole new world. If I can, um, you know, and if there are people with similar interests to me um i've got a friend who's an artist as well and he's really looking into how he can build within bitcoin within you know within this new monetary system um yeah and and also it's a it's a it's a really good time yeah although i'm late to bitcoin relatively i'm still now four years ahead of whoever's coming in today you know so that's you know four years of extra info that hopefully I can use to to sort of benefit the wider the wider world in some way. And we should give a shout out to the the twenty one ism guys because I think it was um, what you 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 thanked me for pointing towards them and and you seeing what's going on there with the music with the videos with the memes and the culture that's coming up around it. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, because as as um as someone in the sort of uh, in the I guess the arty farty creative world, you know, whereas um, I don't know if you notice on my Bitcoin, uh, on my Twitter, you know, and I've got, I'm a cultural Marxist in my bio just so um, I, uh, you know, I just think you, you get someone like Safedine the Moose just freaking out because someone's done a painting um, or, or or someone's had the, the uh, audacity to uh, make music that's not in the European classical tradition um you know so it's just brilliant to see creatives out there doing something and so you know someone's like okay yeah and actually the band that was featured on the front page and it's like i know the drummer it's like oh no way i I actually (laughs) um yeah i'm not going to dox him but it was it was just oh wow that's that's part of my world is in the bitcoin world and i hadn't I'd, I'd wanted, I've, I've wanted, like I say, I've invoiced for Bitcoin for for a long time, but like, you know, I want to see that world work um, somehow, you know, and yeah, by some, doing something like this today, 
you know, maybe it's just taking little steps, little steps, little steps to help build that wider thing and get some, you know, yeah, get music on there. Everyone listens to music. Everyone enjoys music. Um, and let's, let's, let's make those worlds merge together, you know? Let's yeah, do, absolutely. And there's going to, I think there's already playlists being put together for the 100K party. So uh, I'm sure there's going to be many people um, putting their hands up to, to make music or DJ for, uh, for the big one. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's uh, maybe there's a, there's another subgroup of Bitcoin music Twitter that we can, uh, we can get going. Um, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Well, definitely reach out guys. Um, it's at Matt Smith audio. Yeah. Is that the best place or do, yeah. Dave Burner, wherever they or can Dave find Burner. you? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Either's good. So is there anything else that, um, before I ask you the last question, which you probably know what it is, is there anything else that uh, you really wanted to um, discuss that we've not touched on? I think, um, I mean, it's, it's funny. I've, I've been so excited about this. I've sort of been making notes all week and uh, <laughs> trying to sort of reference things. You know, I know I had this big fear that, I, you know, I really don't want to sound dumb here. I am quite dumb, but I don't want to sound too dumb here. Um, and um, yeah, I, I guess I maybe just also name check my band, which is Lyosha, L-I-O-T-I-A. Get get a little plug in there. Um, For sure. But yeah, no, I've, I've, I've really enjoyed the conversation. And um, yeah, just look look forward to, you know, just developing and building in this new, in this new world order. Um, yeah. Well, That's... then that does lead us to the, the last question. And if you had one orange pill left to give to someone... Who would that person be and why? <laughs> I think, I, I don't know, it would have to be a troll move. And uh, Francis Coppola, I think I'd love to, <laughs> I'd love to get her on Bitcoin. Because um, the bad thing is most of my friends now are are Bitcoiners, you know, in my weird little, weird little quick cliquey world of uh, well misfits. Well done. Um, so oh, that's where well, we all sort of found it independently, but also it, it's funny how certain minds all converge independently but together um but yeah francis coppola because it's just i you know and the funny thing is she she doesn't live that far from me she's only like 50 miles from where i live so and i sort of get where she comes from on a lot of these points but she's also dug herself into this hole where and even on her twitter bio it says i'm right you know and i think anyone that says that they're always right they're just that's a fallacy it's um you know, if you're if you're convinced that you're always right, then you're certainly not learning anything, and you're not challenging yourself. So I'd love it. I'd just, you know, give her a Bitcoin and see how she feels about it two years later. Um, so yeah, that'd be my answer. I had the um, the, the pleasure of being um, yeah told to fuck off by her the other day and blocked. Oh, okay. So uh, yeah, she's she's all class. That's um, and I and I think. It, you know, it was just, uh, it, it was a poke, um, you know, just poking a bit of fun. I think uh, I suggested she name, rename her book, just something like, you know, uh, the, the quick and easy way to make sure you have fun staying poor or something like that. And uh, <laughs> that was it. That's all it took. So uh, if if you've not been blocked by her yet, Hornets, um, you're probably not not far off. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, I I don't. I you know. I I yeah. I don't. I don't. I, I don't want to dogpile anyone, but also by the same token, I I. You know, I think she's made some 
pretty wrong calls, not just about Bitcoin, actually, but just, you know, in UK, you know, the world, the world that I'm, I'm in, I just think she's made some really poor calls. And um, it's a shame because she's, you know, she's got a reasonable amount of reach and, and she's, um, she's dug in, she's dug into a position and, and um, yeah, I just don't think that's healthy. If you, you know, try and keep your mind open and disagree with people and disagree with things, but at least, you know, listen to it and, and, and be prepared to be challenged by it. And if you're wrong, you're wrong. You know, it's, it's not a, it's not a biggie. <laughs> the way I see it. So yeah, orange pill, orange pill. Uh, <laughs> excellent man well um we'll leave it there really appreciate you coming on matt and uh, and sharing that and um reaching out uh, stepping up coming out of the the shadows uh you know i always urge bitcoin twitter lurkers to to do that because we need as many people pushing this thing forward as possible you never know who you're inspiring and I'm sure some people are going to reach out and whether that is just a chat or create some kind of project together, I can't wait to see where it takes us. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, brother. Take care and uh, see you next time. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Dave or Matt, as we found out. Matt Smith, go find him on Twitter. Thanks for reaching out, brother. Thanks so much for stepping up and being brave to to reach out, to come on the show and to share all of this, this, this journey of yours, uh, sharing the, the sad times, the dark times, which uh, are just as important for people to hear as the good times, as finding Bitcoin and finding hope. Uh, people really resonate with the journey of discovery and the situations that that push us into the rabbit hole in the first place i think it's something that resonates with so many of us out there and now you want to step up and start collaborating with with people out there in the uh in the bitcoin space i'm sure there's lots of people putting different projects together that would need some kind of music uh, creator or publisher or audio engineer whatever it is Whatever you're making, if you need some kind of help, please reach out to Matt because he is one of us. He's dedicated to the cause. He wants to help push this forward. So it'd be amazing to to see something come to fruition, especially after this conversation and, and Matt introducing himself at large to the Bitcoin community. So thanks again, man, for coming on. Uh, for those that are still listening, Really appreciate everything you do, liking, sharing, rating, reviewing, whatever it is. And don't forget to go and hit up coinfloor.co.uk forward slash bitten or swanbitcoin.com forward slash bitten. Catch you on the next show.